You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's a full count, two outs. Verlander's pitch is driven to right field. Back on it, Reddick. He's on the track, and he makes the catch just in front of the wall. 367-foot sign, and Reddick pulls it down. That's it for the A's. They strand one. We'll go to the fifth. Astros nothing, A's nothing. Canna drives it deep to left. Brantley is going back, still going back at the wall. See you later. Mark Canna gives the A's a 1-0 lead with his 18th home run of the year. And that's lifted in the short right center. Coming in on it, Piscotti, he's there, makes the catch. Brantley's going to tag. Coming home, the throw is up the first baseline. Brantley slides in, and the Astros tie it at one. And that's lifted in the right center field, and that one is going to get down for a base hit. Around third, Bregman, he scores. Alvarez on his way to third will stop there. The throw in the second, Gurriel is out. But the run scores. Give Gurriel an RBI single as the Astros take the lead. And that's lifted to center deep. Going back, Springer at the wall. It's gone. We're tied. Marcus Simeon with his 20th home run of the year. 2-2. The 0-2. On the outside corner, strike three. Chapman goes down looking, and the inning is over. Tenth strikeout for Verlander, his sixth consecutive game with 10 or more strikeouts, an Astros record. 2-2. Strike three. Chase one low and away. That's 11 strikeouts now for Verlander. Six straight starts with 10 or more strikeouts. First time Verlander's ever done that in his career. It's pretty cool. It's amazing when you think about the first for Verlander since coming over to the Astros. He was already in the middle of a great career, already a a Hall of Famer. It's like he's just raised it to another level. Yeah. Uh, 2-0. And that's bounced up the middle, and that's going to squirt through for a base hit. Joseph around third. He will score. Robbie Grossman, the walk-off RBI single, and the A's win 3-2 in the bottom of the 13th. Hit in the right spot, up the middle, and Oakland has taken the first two games of this four-game series. Greetings from Oakland Coliseum in Oakland, California, where today the Houston Astros play the third game of a four-game series against the Oakland A's. A's have taken the first two games of this series, including a 3-2 win over the Astros in 13 innings last night. Justin Verlander struck out 11 in seven innings, gave up two runs in the no decision. Uh, Michael Brantley, two doubles, scored a run, but the Astros have dropped four in a row and five of their last six. A's, meanwhile, have won three straight and five of their last seven. Astros 78 and 45, first in the AL West, seven and a half games ahead of Oakland, which is 70 and 52, second in the division. A's are a half game behind Tampa Bay for that second wild card. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Rogelio Armenteros recalled today to make the start. His second big league start, his first one was very good. His last time in the big leagues back on July 21st against the Rangers when he gave up a run in five innings. Yeah, I got the win for the Astros in that one. And when I think about this spot start for Armenteros here, it sounds like Garrett Cole is going to be able to make his next scheduled start. It's, I think about, man, they really need some innings out of Armenteros yep. using six relievers in last night's 13-inning game. Uh, so hopefully he goes out there and pumps strikes. He's got Martin Maldonado behind the plate who's studied uh, what he can do and trying to match things up with this Oakland team. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, fastball commands big for Armenteros to set up the changeup and the curveball, uh, but you're hoping for five or six innings desperately. 
Meanwhile, it's going to be Chris Bassett on the mound for Oakland. And Bassett, he's been good most of the year since the All-Star break. He's taken it to another level, a two ERA in six starts. Yeah, he's gangly. He's six foot six. Uh, he, he works out of the windup and the stretch. And a lot of times when he feels he gets out of sorts, being so tall, uh, he'll just go out of the stretch and try to simplify things. Uh, but he's done some really good things with the cut fastball, the big curveball, the, the downhill plane that he gets on his fastball can be a little deceiving. But he's got a funky delivery, and that's what makes him successful. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, you look at the Astros bullpen, and they have four pitchers who've worked in three of the last four games, including Ryan Presley uh, and Will Harris, two guys that the Astros count on a lot when they're ahead. So talked about a little bit earlier, but imperative to for Ram Armenteros to get as deep in this game as he can to, to give this bullpen a little bit of a breather. Yeah, sooner or later, they're probably going to have to flip some guys back and forth with Round Rock to, to get some fresh arms in there. And that's the beauty of having a Triple A team so close by. But to get through these two games on the, on the West Coast right now is first and foremost. And maybe uh, besides that, you're thinking, all right, lost the, the first two games to Oakland. Uh, you're starting to give them hope in the division right now. It's really important for the Astros to get this one and go into Sunday and take that one as well and keep that lead at nine and a half games, hopefully. Coming up next, we'll go into the coach's corner and talk with Michael Collins, the Astros catching coach. A little later, we'll hear from former Astros broadcaster and current A's broadcaster, Vince Contronio. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbock beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Michael Collins, Astros catching coach. And you've had your duties expand lately on this road trip. Brent Strom away from the team, uh, attending to some medical issues. You'll be back on the next homestand. Uh, but Josh Miller, normally the bullpen coach, interim pitching coach you've had to increase your duties as you're the the bullpen coach in addition to the catching coach now what's it been like having more on your plate you know it's been great it's it's obviously been a tremendous learning experience um you know spending the whole season uh with josh down in the bullpen and listening to the way he talks to the pitches um you know really just trying to keep the the ship moving in the right direction as we you know wait for strummy to come back and I'd imagine it probably helps that you have a relationship with all those guys, you know all those guys, and as opposed to if it had been at the beginning of the season or early in the year, it might have been different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we spend a lot of time together down in the bullpen. You know, we get a little isolated sometimes uh, out there in the outfield, so definitely get a chance to know the guys and, and kind of, you know, see what makes them tick and, uh, you know, the kind of things they need to prepare for a game. And you, in your second year with the Astros, you were a minor league manager in the Padres system, played 10 years as a catcher. Uh, uh, we're getting up as high as, as AAA at, at the minor league level. Uh, what's been the experience like for you being a, at the major league level as a coach for the, I mean, I guess the first time with the Astros, not your first year, of course, but what's it been like making that transition from the minors? You know, I think the biggest uh, difference is probably just the level of preparation that mm -hmm. the major league players go through. Um, obviously, there's, there's more information, there's more technology, and there's more 
more help um, with support staff for the players. Um, but you know, this club especially, watching them prepare, um, you know, taking all that information on board and, and trying to apply it in the game has probably been the biggest difference I've seen. And I'd imagine part of your job as a coach too is to help those guys synth- synthesize that information, kind of give them what they need. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll spend part of the morning uh, going through some different things that you know I think the catchers may need or what might come up uh, throughout the series. Um, you know, specific matchups or or pretty much you know whatever they whatever they think they'll need uh, to prepare for the game and um, you know try to present that to them and and um, you know talk through any situations that might come up. So as a catching coach, obviously working with the catchers, really ruling position. And once you get to this time of year, uh, everybody's kind of banged up, maybe the catchers even more so than than everyone else. But you still obviously want to make sure that they get their work in and things like that. How do you kind of balance that, making sure guys get the amount of rest that they need, but also making sure that they're prepared? Yeah, you're right. I think it's uh, it's, it's definitely a balance um, between the mental preparation and the physical preparation. You know, as the season you know, goes through and, and we get to this point in the year, it probably becomes a little more of the mental preparation, time on the computer going through scouting reports and slightly less on the physical preparation, um, you know, to try and get ready for each game. You're from Australia. I'm sure people weren't able to tell that from your accent. How did you get into playing baseball growing up in Australia? I mean, it's, there have obviously been quite a few players from Australia. Liam Hendricks of the A's from Australia, but not obviously the number one sport there. Yeah, definitely not the number one sport. You know, uh, fortunately for me, I had a friend that was playing, and, and he asked me to join the team and went along, played, had some fun, and kind of stuck with it. And fortunately, at that point, there was a pathway with, you know, local uh, state competition, um, some international competition, and a, and a high performance uh, program at that point, um, which kind of just led led me to uh, you know an opportunity to come over and play professionally in the minor leagues and you know fortunately for me everything's worked out here we are uh, almost 20 years later so how old were you when you first started playing baseball so I signed at 16 much like uh, you know the young Latin players you know the Mm. international signing age and um, yeah it it was probably a big step at that point in time but you know when you're at that age you think you can do anything and you know it was a great uh, great experience and a really great run and you know hopefully we'll continue catcher that's not for everybody how did you wind up catching you know that's a good question I was probably certain physical attributes as a young player and they thought hey why don't you try catching and um, you know fortunately for me I enjoyed it Um, it it went well and you know I was able to continue and you know I think when you as a young player you know everyone's always looking for catching shortstops center fielders pitches Um, and it seemed like a you know a really good path and, and something I enjoyed doing Um, And like I said, fortunately, you know, it all kind of worked out to this point. All right, Michael Collins, Astros catching coach. Good, Good to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us. You bet. Thanks for having me. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Come join the team. Be a part of the Astros Buddies Club, presented by BBVA Compass. Kids 12 and under can sign up to be a member of the exclusive club. Members get four tickets to select Astros games, a Buddies backpack, socks, and an Astros hat for just $30. Show your Astros pride at home, at school, and at the ballpark. Get your membership today by visiting astros.com slash buddies. Astros baseball. Take it back. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks before the third game of four with the Oakland A's. So I got Vince Catronio, the broadcaster on the radio. Uh, it used to be with the Astros, but uh, Vince, I want to ask you about this team right now, in, in particular Oakland A's. Are there sights set right now on the on the division? I think they always are until yeah. you're proven otherwise. Now, certainly, as talented as Houston is and as deep as they are, it's a challenge, and they basically have to run the table against Houston to have a chance aside from taking care of business elsewhere. So uh, there's a lot of respect for what the Astros do. 
But I think you always look toward the division first until you're told otherwise, and that's the way Bob Melvin approaches it. The reality is it, it's, you know, I think what they're hoping for is a home wild card game. That would make a big difference for them. You know, a little different Oakland team uh, compared to last year. We saw the bullpen uh, being able to lock things down uh, at an unbelievable rate last year. This year it's more offense, defense. Uh, I don't think I've seen any team improve defensively as much as they have in the last couple of years. Have you? Well, they improved in part because of the young guys that came up on the corners, the Gold Glovers, Matt yeah. and Matt, you know, Olsen and Chapman. Marcus Simeon's story is is an amazing one to watch, and I've seen it since day one here, coming over from the White Sox, where every scout, every evaluator said, this guy's not an everyday shortstop, he's a utility-type player, and to Marcus's credit, along with Ron Washington, literally every day, down on his knees, hitting the, the mm-hmm. little fungos to him and working the way back up, he didn't know how to play the position. He admitted that. He played shortstop but didn't know how to play. Wow. Footwork, hands, etc. that has gotten to a level where you know he is he's in the top – you know, top half of the league, and then some. And the great thing about Marcus, Steve, for me, is that the demeanor of the guy that committed 35 errors when he was grinding through trying to find his way to the guy that was a Gold Glove finalist last year and so integral to the A success this year, yeah. it's the same guy. And uh, uh, he's a leader on this club. He's a local kid. This means a lot to him and for the A's, A's, uh, A's nation. Where do you think that comes from? You know, you see a lot of players slump their shoulders uh, when things aren't going well, but you said 35 errors a, a few years ago for Simeon. How was he able to keep his chin up? I think he just trusted the process. Okay. I, I think he understood that this was going to take some time, and he was willing to put in the work. He is as hard a worker as anybody, and as long as Bob Melvin has been involved in the game as a player and a coach and a manager, he says that the transformation that Marcus has gone through is something he has not experienced to that level with any other player that he's been around. And that's a, that's a tribute really to Marcus and his his internal belief that he was going to get to this point. He yeah. just needed needed some help along the way, and, and a lot of the credit goes to Wash. No, a lot of credit goes to Bob Melvin. What, what he's able to do year in and year out, you guys with a, a shoestring budget, it seems like you're always going to have guys come out of the woodwork because of the culture he, he's brought to this team. Chris Bassett's one of those. He's pitching tonight. He's kind of come out of the woodwork and done a great job for you, hasn't he? He's underrated, you know, yeah. for a club that you mentioned. The story this year has been starting pitching, it, where last year it was the bullpen that got them to the 97 wins. I don't know if the A's will get to that number, mm-hmm. but they certainly feel like they are very much in contention for postseason play again. Right. Chris is a big part of that, even though there's been a lot of talk about Mike Fires, deservedly so, unbeaten in his last 20 starts, and what you know Brett Anderson's been able to do, 2.0 or 3.0 of who he is as a pitcher, yeah. coming through all the injuries. Chris Bassett is almost unhittable. He looks like a Labrador puppy out there. He's got long, long levers. He's six yeah. foot six. He gets a little too amped up at times, especially early in the game. So he may even actually start the game out of the stretch. But a plus fastball, you know, up to 95 with a 69 to 70 mile an hour curveball. Now he's used the cutter and the changeup as well. But he needed the curve, and he needed the changeup because he was throwing too firm. Everything was coming in close to the same speed. He was getting whacked around a little bit earlier this year. Mike Fires, Brett Anderson pulled him aside, said. You've got those other pitches. You need to use them to, up, to upset the timing. And we've really seen him grow. He, he's a he's a confident kid. He's a good kid. He wasn't even a starter in college. Uh, Josh Fegley, those two have been together for years, going back to the White Sox days. Oh, yeah. It's a good battery. And uh, he's, he's a kid that believes that he can get the job done. Talking with Vince Catronio of the Oakland A's, and you talk about wanting to simplify things when he gets too amped up. It's interesting that he'll go out and stretch just out of the blue. He recognizes that... He's getting out of whack uh, mechanically, and you talk about being six foot six, but 
pitching out of the stretch, he feels like it simplifies his mechanics? Not only that, but it puts him in a spot where like he, he knows I do I do not want to walk this guy when there's nobody on base. Maybe starting an inning or two outs and you know a, a certain hitter might be coming up that mm-hmm. could kind of catapult the offense. So he makes sure he believes in his mind that going back to the stretch sometimes in those moments allows him to hone in the zone better. Uh, he's, he's pretty pretty smart about knowing who he is, which I think is part of the success for any position player or pitcher, yep. and it's helped him along the way. All right, last thing I want to talk to you about. We talk about your son a lot, and he's one of the radio broadcasters for Corpus Christi, AA affiliate for the Astros, and Dom's been grinding in the minor leagues for the last few years, and uh, we listen to it. I mean, it sounds fantastic. you got to be very proud. I am. Uh, he's worked really hard at this. Went to Arizona State. He started doing games in high school. I mean, in today's technology world, uh, young broadcasters or wannabe broadcasters can start earlier than ever in ways that none of us ever dreamed of. Right. He did Cody Bellinger games when he had one home run complete in four years of high school, you know, in the Phoenix wow. area. So Arizona State games and went to Cape Cod and rookie ball and, and A ball now double A. The, the Ryan family's been great to him. Michael Coffin, who you well know, mm-hmm. who Astro fans know, has been a, a tremendous partner and in some respects a mentor. Uh, to Dominic has really given him a nice opportunity at Double A. It, it, we've done a few games together in spring training. Yeah. It's it's strange, but uh, I wish him well. Certainly, and, and Mom wants a new car. So, <laughs> all right. Last thing, you know, are you hands on or hands off when you're listening to Dominic? I, I do give him some advice yeah. when I do listen. I try to listen as often as I can, as right. any parent would want to do, and that's sure. the parent role. I certainly have experience, and he has experience sitting in booths since he was five years old and being around major league clubhouses. So. He understands that there's a lot of hard work involved, and he's willing to put in the work. But uh, anytime he can get advice from somebody that's not his dad, yeah, is is a good thing. And he's reached out to some some key people around the game in our industry that have been very very nice to him, and and explain some things to him, and give him good advice, and and also have been hard on him, and explain that you know you none go. of us are perfect. Yeah. All right, Vince Catronio, the Oakland A's. Thanks for catching up. Anytime, Sparky. Love talking to you. What if I told you? Colin McHugh was capable of doing the impossible. Dodging liners, allowing his defense to turn two. You don't believe me? You'll have to see it for yourself. Colin McHugh turned into Neo. On Saturday, August 24, 15,000 fans receive a Colin McHugh dodging bobble presented by Germania Insurance. How did that ball not hit him in the Adams app? I have no idea how that ball did it. Astros.com slash promotions. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.